Hello, I'm your moderator, Prophetess Qtel L. Duncan, and welcome to 15 Minutes in the Word of God with your host, Apostle Jay Duncan. Tune in every Thursday for powerful teachings that will empower you to be triumphant in every area of your life. Listen now as the man of God bring forth the Word of God. Hurry him. May peace, grace, and mercy find you wherever you are listening to this podcast we want to thank you all for joining us today we want to talk about a shepherd and we know based on the bible definition normally the person leading the house of god or god's people go by the title of a shepherd and we also know from even way back in the bible days that a shepherd is also a person who tends a flock and normally for the most part it would be sheep and we see god often referred to his people as sheep so with that particular take on mind, we will look at God's people as sheep and the pastor as the shepherd. I want to just bring about seven points on what a shepherd is, what a shepherd should be doing. And I hope this be a blessing to someone out, out there. Number one, the shepherd does not own the sheep. Now, even if we look back in the Bible days, you will see if someone was, was um, in charge of being a, being over the sheep, as a shepherd would would be, the shepherd itself would not own the sheep. And that's the same way it is with the church today. As the apostle, you do, do not own the sheep. You do not own the people. You are entrusted by God to watch over the people. You're really not in a position to be, to think of yourself as you own the people. You're not in a position to even think of yourself that you own the church. You are just a person who God put in place to watch over his people or watch over that particular church. You also have to remember that people volunteer to come to your church and anytime they can pack up and leave. So you have to be careful how you treat these people. You gotta be careful how you talk to these people. This is not a um a dictatorship where you in charge and you um talking to them any kind of you speaking down to them any kind of you ordering them any kind of how and they just follow. At the end of the day, as the head, you can't be the head with no one to follow. So you have to be mindful of how you talk to people. You have to be mindful of how you treat these people. Because if no one comes to your church, you wouldn't be in charge of no one. This, the second point I want to talk about is sheep born sheep. Shepherd does not born sheep. Now what do you mean by this? It is the job of the sheep to actually breed more sheep. The job of the shepherd is supposed to watch over sheep. So as a pastor, you shouldn't be going around trying to take sheep from other people's flocks. You shouldn't go around um, visiting people's church, seeing a, a particular person you like, and trying to talk to them on the side, say, why don't you come to my church? I could pay you my money. I could offer you this. I could offer you that. No, that is totally wrong. You, it's your job. If you do a good job of, of feeding the sheep, of teaching the sheep, then they will wait more sheep. The third point is, 
the shepherd supposed to feed the sheep. Jesus asked Peter, say, do you love me? After Peter said yes, he said, well, if you love me, feed my sheep. And why is that so important? If you look at it in a natural sense, let's say you have a pet um, dog or cat or whatever. And at some point, you know, you feed this dog, maybe a couple times a week, you give him little scraps of food, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And this dog is not tied, so eventually this dog starts to run around the area through this corner or that corner. And somehow, someone, like he will find someone will actually give him the food what he likes, giving him more food, giving him better food. And eventually one day the dog isn't going to come home. That dog is going to leave you and go to whoever giving him better food. The same thing is, the same thing with the church. If you preaching the word of God right, if you preaching the doctrine of God, the doctrine of the Bible say, and you following the rules and guidelines that the Bible has placed, then the members in the church have no reason to go seeking the word someplace else. You know, like you're supposed to give them the word, um, the unfiltered word of God, not a, a watered-down version, not a, not, a, not a word that you think people want to hear. You know, like you should be seeking God for hey, what does the people under me need to hear this week? What um, word do I need to move my church forward? What word do I need to enhance the lives of the people that serve under me? And that way you, you don't give them the right word. Because at the end of the day, people come to the church seeking a particular need. And as long as you fulfill in that need, they will come back. And not only that, they will have no problem telling other people about the church. And they will in turn will bring more people to come back. On the fourth point, every pastor should have the sin of the flock. And what do you mean by that? If you um look at the natural sense, the um if you if you in charge the sheep and you with the sheep every day and you mingling with the sheep, then at some point whatever sent on the sheep should be on you. So as a pastor you should not separate yourself from your sheep behind some closed door or sometimes people of a wall of workers between them and the, and the sheep or the members of the church. And it's almost impossible for you to get a one-on-one -on -one with the pastor. It's almost impossible for you to even see the pastor. I've known of a church where um, even plenty of the deacons and elders never even get to talk to the pastor one-on-one. -on -one -on -one. You know, and when you do that, you, you create a barrier. You create a separation that I am on this um, I am better than you, I am higher than you, I am above you. And when you create this illusion to the people that you are way above them, it's kind of hard for you to reach them because they're thinking, oh, but you really think you're better than me and whatever else is there anyway, put in mind. And then at the same time, if someone were to um, come on the TV, news, online, and post something about you as the pastor, if the sheep don't really know you, then they would really believe anything they hear online. They would be more quicker to believe it. But they should be able to say, ah, no, I know my pastor. That isn't something he would do. That isn't something he would say. 
But the only way for them to do that is to spend time with you. Even even when Christ came down, he spent, even though he had times where he had um where he would minister to people, he would preach to hundreds, thousands, or whatever. He still spent time with the twelve that he chose. Because he knew it was, it was certain things he wanted them to get, certain things he wanted them to learn, certain things about him he wanted them to know, and the only way that could happen was by him spending time with them. The fifth point, the shepherd is supposed to protect the sheep. It is your job as the shepherd to pray over your sheep. It's your job to cover them night and day, every single day. It's your job to be able to see, use the spiritual eyes God give you, and to see where where um they being close to ginger, to see where the enemy trying to attack their lives, to see when the enemy trying to come in, in the church. You're supposed to be able to be the first one to notice something off. You're supposed to be the first one to know um, um the enemy is trying to creep in. And you're supposed to cover your sheep. You're supposed to protect them. And even so, and even more, you're supposed to um train them and and teach them how to, to defend themselves. Because it's, it's, it's going to be time where the enemy don't always attack in groups. Sometimes the enemy will tell you, get you by yourself on the side someplace, and then they attack you. But now, as the head, if you have been trained your, the members in your, in your church to be able to fight for themselves, then when you're not wrong, the enemy will pick them off one by one by one. So you need to train them how to pray. You need to train them how to recognize spiritual attacks. You need to train them to recognize um, different different devices of the enemy. That's the sixth point. The shepherd is supposed to correct the sheep. The Bible teaches us to if you don't if you don't beat the child, you will spoil the child. And I'm going to be a correction. I don't mean you stand up on a pulpit and you preaching. Down on someone, I don't, I don't mean you win in judgment down on someone, but it's ways to correct people where they will receive it. Not that everyone may always receive it because no one really loves correction, but it is a good way to do it and it's a decent way of doing it. Even the Bible says that the word of God is good for reproof and correction because the word of God is like a two way sword, it can cut and heal at the same time. You know, um, sometimes it really bothers me that a particular pastor or a church, they could preach every week about prosperity. They could preach every week about uh, the good life, the good this, the good that. And we all know it's never a time where everyone doing right all the time. It's never a time where um, nothing contrarious is going on in the church. So how is it that you could preach every week but it, it can't be a week where you're preaching and you're trying to correct the church. It can't be a week where you know stuff going on wrong in the church, but you don't mention it from like, the pulpit. Something wrong with that. You have to be able to have order in the house and in order to have order in the house, you got to have rules, you got to have regulation. If someone gets out of line, you have to be able to deal with that person. Because if not, people will run havoc in the church. The enemy will run havoc in the, in the, in the church. And you have to look at um, the people put on you. You know that you can't let one person, because you don't want to correct that one person, let that one person cause your whole ministry to go down the tube. At the end of the day, 
God can hold you uh, in blame. God can put you because he put you in charge. So at the end of the day, you're going to have to give an account to God for why you let this happen in your church. So we need to bring forward that correction and we need to use the word of God to do that. Last point. As the person in charge, the pastor, the head, you should be leading by setting examples for your flock. And not just examples, you should be setting good examples. As the head, no matter what you say, people can do what you do. They can, they can follow whatever they see you do. You know, like, you cannot teach a word and do something different. The Bible says, does a man say it's wrong to thief, but dead he's thiefing? You don't make no sense. It doesn't make no sense. As the person in charge, you, when you come before your people, you must always do your research. You, you must always put your best foot forward so that they will always see the best of you and that they will work towards the being the best. Because they see that's what uh, my head is doing, so I want to do that. If you are a person who likes to worship, then you find out that that's the way a church will Members in a church will be worshipers. If you find out that you're a person who would like to pray, you will find out that that's the type of members you have. To. People will love to pray because whatever spirit you have or whatever um, anointing you carry, that will flow through the church and many people will pick up the same thing. So if you're up there and you're doing bad examples, you have an error spirit and all of this contrarian that's going on, that's what they can do and that's what spirit can win in, in their church. So we need to be mindful of how we act in front of people and stuff, even in the words we say. We, we should also have wisdom on our lips. So when people ask us questions, we can always be able to give them a good word, a word from the Lord. And, and these are just seven um, pointers I pick up. Of course, there are many more. And, you know, due to time, I can only elaborate so much on each one. But as we go along with the program, we will add more and more. We will talk about different topics. So, feel free to send an email, send a comment, any questions you have, any topics you feel you want us to cover, anything you don't know you want to find out, just send us an email and we will do a show on it. May God bless you, may God keep you. May peace, grace, and mercy be with you always. Amen.